We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Light Years Podcast, we are back. Andy Lou, Sam is Findiari. We are also, we're not back, but we will also be on 95.7 The Game starting Wait, this Sunday. What? Uh, yeah, so we're going to be hosting um, a Warrior-centric show Sundays on 95.7. Thank you, The Game, for having us. We're going to see how it goes. We don't know how many weeks we'll be doing this in a row, but if you guys tune in, it might be a regular thing. Get the callers on, get people dialing in, get people texting in, I think, or something like that. Talk as much shit as you want. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, so I'm excited. I don't really know how it's going to go, man, but it's going to be great. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to try to take the general vibe of this podcast, um, adapt it for radio, make it a little more interactive with the callers, maybe have some surprises up our sleeves, but um, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm juiced. I'm juiced. Uh, I think that's about all we need to do for announcements. We'll, we'll tweet it out later on this week. We'll see how long we can take it, Sam. I think what what are the logistics? Like a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month? Who knows? Um, <laughs> so whatever, man. We, we'll do it until the end of uh, next season or wherever, whenever they'll have us. So it'll just be me and Sam. Um, I'm, and hopefully I'm all you. I'm amped. But getting on to this week's episode because the pod's still going. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not stopping that. You know, there's there's too many we- players to slander. It's too much. We, we could be a little bit more crazy on here, and then we'll be a bit, maybe a little bit more buttoned up on the radio show, but still a little bit crazy because uh, I, I found the rules last week. I found out what we can and can't say, Sam. So uh, I'll let you know off air, and uh, the people will find out. <laughs> uh, but but this week, we've got uh, we've got our guy Dave Dufour back on. How you doing, brother? I'm great. 
When we put this out on Twitter, somebody said, you're back already? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought I was uh, <laughs> the undisputed champion of light years guests. But uh, am I wearing out my welcome? You're easily in the top 25 light years guests. Uh, maybe <laughs> even the top bitch. 24. And I'm not 24? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, honestly, top 23. <laughs> Just deep size all around. Jordan Jordan number. That's that's all that matters. Draymond Green number. There you go. I mean, like two goats, right? Like if we're if we're if we're being honest, Draymond Green, the greatest defender in the history of the NBA. So yeah, two two of the best twenty threes, definitely better than the one that we saw tonight, kind of <laughs> pretending to limp around and losing to a tanking lottery team. So you know, definitely the better guy, than that. The guy tying his shoe in mid-defensive possessions. Did he have his notepad on the bench? That's what I want to know. Was he writing bars? You know. <laughs> Instead of guarding yeah. Chandler Parsons or whoever the hell he was guarding. I, I believe that's called load management. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those that don't have context, there was a tweet that came out. I couldn't stop laughing. It's not uh, just a tweet. There was a video. Um, it was for oh, was it a video. Yeah, it was for oh, the um, whatever clutch Spring Hills. Yeah, it was like a PR video with the date on it. Just clutch not even clutch. just not even say. hiding it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they weren't gonna say, "Oh, wait a second, that was uh, right before they played the Warriors." And the worst part about that is, so he sits out a game. I don't mind him sitting out a game in the context of you know, no one should ever play hurt. Whether he's hurt, I mean, we don't need to go down that hole. The announcement that he's gonna sit an hour before the game, where they say he's gonna play the whole time will always irk me because there's just thousands upon thousands of paying fans who paid you know premium to see LeBron all for him to quote unquote load man. He knew he wasn't going to play. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. At least have some respect for people or have some decent, not even respect for people. Have some respect for your teammates. That was my thing this week. Um, I would say for the, I would say for the fans, if you're going to do this, I'm not going to play back-to-backs or, like, you know, I'm going to take off one game a week because I'm nursing back from an injury. Just announce it. But you didn't announce it because and, – and we know why it wasn't announced. It had nothing to do with, like, oh, in warm-ups he wasn't – you know, they need to manage the load better. It had everything to do with, with ego. You think? With LeBron? No. <laughs> Never. Could not see it coming. The other piece that was also annoying, and it ties right into what you're saying, is how are you – this is not the first time. How are you struggling and then blaming your teammates again? And this one is probably the best one yet. I think it's the most – it's the funniest one yet where the irony is apparently not lost on him because he's claiming – by the way, it's storming outside – claiming that their players don't – put basketball as their number one priority or questioning that commitment on the team um, coming from LeBron James. Listen, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything else we can say about this. I mean, we, we all know the score, right? We, we know exactly why he went to LA. Um, we know how he operates. We know the coasting. We know all this stuff. Like not, not everyone, is, not everyone can uh, handle the weight of the Laker jersey. Is what I'm finding out. 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I got to slander them know, in the process, too. Here's what I will tell you, though. I have a lot of respect for Lakers fans that are pissed. They're not buying it the way that Cavs fans did for years. They're they're not down with this. They like, I mean, and they did it from day one. When LeBron, you know, there was the whole thing. Oh, LeBron is gonna play the five to start the season. And he didn't play any five. LeBron's gonna he's gonna try hard on defense or whatever. <laughs> Do any of that stuff. Get out of here. LeBron, and they were they LeBron's were gonna the first ones on to call defense him out. Is like Andy coming home, being like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not drinking this week. I'm not drink. <laughs> By the way, I say that to Sam every other week, and I don't even think he responds anymore. He just ghosts me. It's just no text back after I call I just, Sam. I just pivot. Him. I just pivot to like so Charlotte today. Um, <laughs> um, you, actually, Dave, to your point, I think this is interesting because they totally put up with it for Co- with Kobe for 20 years, and I really think it's it's all about who's your guy. Hold right? on. Now hold on. He was grandfathered in by himself, right? So Kobe earned it as a Laker. Well, that's that's what can, I'm saying. Can we agree? But that's what I'm saying. Um, Steph can throw a terrible turnover for the hundredth time with Curry yelling at him for the hundredth time. Why did you throw that? And no Warrior fans going to say anything because that's our guy, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of how it is. And but. And LeBron can do that in Cleveland, but he can't do that in L.A. Yeah. Kobe, like, sort of like uh, you got an old guy who was married to some woman for like 15 years, right? Yeah. She can get away with a lot at the family <laughs> barbecue. But then when they get divorced and he brings a new girlfriend, she's not getting away with the same stuff. You got to earn exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, Kobe tried hard. Weird analogy. I don't know. But that's the truth of it. It's He's like, the new girlfriend. It's yeah. I mean, he's he's not family. Well, well, he's he's just he's for me. He acts like he's above giving a shit about basketball, right? At least Kobe, he acted like he cared more than everybody, and he probably did. LeBron might as well, but he doesn't act like it. He acts like he's too good for anything that you know. Listening to a coach, right? Or right. I don't know, like whatever else you you try to do to say you're a maniac on the basketball court or off the basketball court. Doesn't seem like he does that, at least not for the last couple of years. It's a bastardization of more than an athlete. Like I'm down with the the initial message of more than an athlete. Like I love that these guys take social stands and, you know, they want to help the community and all these things. Right. And and they're citizens. So I respect their rights to talk about, you know, whatever they want to talk about, like in, in our culture or whatever. But he's gotten to the point where it's like, uh, dude, hey, you're an athlete. <laughs> can, can you do some of the basketball stuff too? Like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care about the podcast or the barbershop show or the movies or like, play some basketball, play some defense. Like, you know, I, I pointed out tonight while watching this game, I cannot believe I'm on a Warriors podcast talking about LeBron. Um, oh, this is what but, we do. Yeah. Well, and we, we ha- think we about the a Lakers bunch of LeBron. We had a bunch of your. Of warrior topics, and this game was just too uh, too fun to not lead into. How do you like, lose? They don't even have Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> they got beat by Joaquin Bruno? Noah and Bruno Caboclo. And I'm pretty sure our listeners would prefer this discussion than us going like, 
Well, Boogie looked a lot more spry versus Cody <laughs> He looks Zeller. great tonight, by the way. Because <laughs> Sam, Sam telling he, he's like, we got to talk about Boogie. And I'm like, okay. Well, I knew Tom Haverstrow had done the big number on the new starting five and how they were negative coming into tonight. And then Boogie looks awesome tonight. So, Well, he know. did look miserable against the Rockets, but, you know, that's how it sure. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you're going to have good, good days and bad days, by the way, <laughs> especially coming back from that injury. So I'm not worried about him. I think – once his shooting comes – this is quick aside because there's not much to say. Once he shoots fine, like if he's shooting 35%, 36% from three, all those problems will be solved. Yeah, I, I threw that up on on the old Twitter machine. It's really his shot that's the only thing that's bothering me. Like they're not going to really post him up that much. Anytime they post him is mostly to – to get like a secondary action to get clay or Steph or KD mm-hmm. coming off a curl. But the fact he can't hit an open shot right now is really what the problem is. Yeah. Well, um, well, but back to shitting one? on LeBron. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Let's get oh, back wait, to the hey, purpose hey, hey. of the spot. Qu- question, 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 <laughs> Sam, you think you, you got LeBron in your top two players of all time. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to re- lead me down this road right now. Let's, let's <laughs> get back. I have uh, LeBron in my top That's the consensus. Two. The consensus, he's number two. I have top three because I think Kareem is uh, woefully underrated. Well, Kareem has six rings, similar to uh, – oh, no, he has five. I'm sorry. Also, Kareem was – I mean, young – we all – well, at least people my age, you know, I'm pushing 38. We think about old Kareem and the rocking chair and, you know, forget Paris, right? Like, <laughs> it's Billy Crystal saying sayonara, right? But, like, young Kareem was a monster. I mean, he wrecked the league in a way that, I mean, Jordan might be the only guy who's ever done it in a similar fashion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of great players in the league, and I the cross-era comparison is always tough because, mm-hmm. objectively, LeBron and KD are probably better than Kareem. Just like right, right. But if, you, about if, you, if you time machine them. But we don't sure. time machine them because, you know, you would assume if Kareem was 30 right now, he would have come up with modern science the right. way it is right now. So I, I like to compare them relative to what they did to their era. Right. And, and LeBron's been the best player of his era. I mean, for some of the time. Yeah. I mean, Tim, so Tim Duncan was the best player for a long, a large stretch of that. And then, um, and then you know, Katie's the best player right now, even though he thinks no one thinks it. I, I think, think Steph Curry is the best player. I right think now. I think it, Kevin, and if you're listening, <laughs> I think I, well, Kevin, if you're listening, I think Steph Curry is the best player in the league. Um, oh, so you're a, you're a Knicks fan, huh? Yeah, and Dave, yes. huh? Yeah, pretty happy about that, huh? I uh, I enjoy your podcast. I enjoy when you and Thorpe go on and on about Steph Curry. I do think you guys may be the only people left um, that I think of when I think of like kind of objective analysts that analyze players and stuff that would say Steph is the best player in the league. Maybe I think Nate Duncan is probably right there with you, but that's yeah. about it. Sharp will throw it up too. Yeah. I, to me, it's just a no brainer, right? Like, I mean, I watch, I watch all these guys play and then the, the numbers match the eye test, you know, the best offense in the league, actually the best offense in NBA history would be Steph Curry taking 100 shots in a game. Yeah, my my so thing. So get with, the fuck out of here with anything else. Like that's my thing it. With the, and my by th- the way, he, you don't have to sit him on defense. That's you don't true. have to. 
That's true. Everyone who says uh, Steph is a liability on defense, watch DeMarcus Cousins and then tell me who's really a liability on defense. Right. Steph, but also, Steph was never an issue on defense well, they, at any point in the, and the work. They bring, up, they bring up <laughs> him being subbed out. But, like, he's being subbed out for more length. It's not like he's being subbed out because he can't guard the position. It's just because that in this league, being 6'3", uh, and I think he's only got, like, a 6'4", 6'5", arm span. Like, he didn't have, like, these super long arms. It just makes sense to have, like, Clay Thompson is a better defender than Steph Curry individually, right? So you put him on the guy who's going to dominate the ball more. But Steph Curry guarding a ball handler is so good at his job, he makes it easy on Draymond and KD to look good as defenders. Yeah, he, I mean, you're not gonna, those guys right to him. You're not going to get either of us to push back on that. Yeah, of course. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I mean, we, to the, actually, I'm not even on. preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to the priests. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the uh, Steph versus KD, who's a better player, is it's more of an existential question. Like, Absolutely. Steph... Steph's kind of a system in his own right, but KD, KD's, he can go deeper in terms of counter punches to things. Like, there's a value in that that's very hard Absolutely. to quantify in terms of all the advanced numbers we have these days. So, I don't Let know. Let me give you an old school number that will that will uh, argue, make the argument for Steph. How many times was Kevin Durant double teamed in the finals last year. Oh, yeah, but that has to do with with marketing. Twice. What? <laughs> Sam said marketing. Did you say marketing, Sam? Yeah. God, you're a legend. He was. KD was double only one. Only one star. Only one star on the floor was not Nike, and yeah. that's the guy that we had to make sure didn't get the praise. Forty, over forty times, Steph Curry was double teamed. In the finals, your, your point's year. taken. But Warriors yeah. play the Boston Celtics. Who gets double teamed more? In Warriors the finals, play who? If the Warriors play the Boston Celtics in the finals, who gets doubled more? Steph. Between oh, Steph is definitely getting doubled. As a matter of fact, they're going to put Marcus Smart on him, right? One of the one of the five or six best defenders in the league, and they're still going to bring the double team. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, it's going to be the same thing. Well, so perhaps it's not just LeBron, though. <laughs> LeBron does seem to always does seem to not mind if KD wins the Finals MVP. That's for sure, considering <laughs> that he knows he's going to lose. Um, but that kind of shows you who the other team thinks is the more impactful offensive player, right? And I think that um, the the problem with the Warriors, though, the problem with those situations, and that you kind of saw it against the Houston Rockets, is they're more than comfortable with letting KD kind of ISO and run that uh, run that type of offense through them. Um, the issue with that is sometimes it gets a little bit ugly and the Warriors don't really know what the fuck they want to do because that's not how they play basketball. And so a lot of the blame goes to someone like KD because, I mean, he's kind of comfortable going up against P.J. Tucker. And for some reason, P.J. Tucker's always stripping the ball away from him. He's great. P.J. Tucker's really good. That's why. I mean, he, his timing is it's, it's like Andre Iguodala light. You know, like he's very good. At getting his hands on there, especially with KD, for some reason I don't know. He's just got it. He's got it timed, you know. Um, there's always those guys that that they just have the guy's number, right? And I think that's PJ Tucker with KD. Not like he, you can't hold him down, but you can contain him. But the, no the try. Way, he's PJ's like that, a uh, what is he? He's like a uh, he's like a poor man's Draymond. 
Um, oh, for sure. I mean, that's what they were going for when they got him. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's what Toronto top, thought they were Maybe getting. a top five contract in the league also. Oh, fantastic, dude. That guy is so good. Yeah, he's fan- he's awesome. Um, but, like, you know, respect to Mike D'Antoni and that staff, right? Like, they get the Warriors to play the way that they want them to play, right? Like, they, they would much rather guard them in isolation than what happened in Game 6 and Game 7 last year. When the Rockets started switching, Clay Thompson just feasted on back cuts. Right? That's not how you beat the switch. And so I think in a playoff series, that's what we would get. They wouldn't just isolate and you know settle for those contested yeah, jumps. Yeah, well, uh, we uh, watched that game tonight. That thing was uh, that thing was ugly. We'll get to that after after this because I'm curious. I was a little shocked. I don't know if Sam was that Draymond Green is signing with Clutch. Um, and usually you don't really care who someone signs with. Um, I think the last time Draymond signed with uh, his now ex-agent a year before signing his uh, extension, but he moves to Clutch, who is also LeBron's boys, which is interesting because Draymond is coming up for extension next year, and there are real concerns about whether, A, he's going to be traded, Two, does he want a max contract? Does he even get a max contract? So I think that's fascinating because it ties right into what the hell Katie wants to do. I don't, I don't want to talk about what Katie wants to do. I want to talk about what's going to happen to Draymond. Why did he do this? I mean, I think Draymond wants his money. I think it's, it's pretty simple why he did Absolutely. this. It's not, it's not complicated. Now, the question is what he values himself at. He's going to say the max I don't think he's getting a max. I don't think another team's going to max him. Uh, I think the only team that would would be the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, the only way he can walk into max offers is if he recreates 15-16 with, like, the, you know, 38% from three, 15 points a game on top of everything we know he already is excellent at. He might be worth the legacy max to the Warriors. Right, like, I mean, if we're thinking about the human, I'm saying if we're thinking about the human element. I right? agree. Yeah. I mean, like, his jersey's going to be retired by the Warriors. I mean, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Warrior. He might be worth the legacy max as, as a Warrior. I mean, at no. least a dollar amount. Like, no. He might do the, the thing where it's like um, whatever the max is for, for next year, he takes that over four seasons or whatever, like times four instead of the percentage max. Um, but he's worth something. I don't know, man. He's, he's, again, not, he's not worth greatest that. defender in the history of the NBA. So, so let me walk you through my my scenario here. So, we're let's let's go with the presumption KD is leaving. Um, because if KD stays, I could care less how much luxury tax they rack up. They have a core that should win the title every year. You know, at that point, it's just like you know, pay it until you legitimately are going to go bankrupt. Um, but if KD leaves, Steph and Clay and Draymond are going to cap them out. Period. It's and if you can't afford to put talent around them, you've just paid a ton of money to essentially be a fifty-someone team for the remainder of Steph Curry's prime, which I don't think is worth it. I think I think if KD walks, if you can't get Draymond at a good figure, 
you kind of have to start looking at trading one of the three core pieces because in my opinion, they're all way too young to go into this legacy retirement contract mode. Like Steph's 30. He's going to turn 31 in a couple weeks. Clay and Draymond are 29. Like it's, it's funny that we think about Draymond aging kind of faster well, the, than okay. those two. So, right? but, that's what but that's what I'm saying. It's You're not going to – like the idea – the legacy contract is what Kobe Bryant got at 36 when his career was over and they were in a rebuild. And they're like, well, while we're rebuilding, we'll pay this guy because he's given us everything. Certainly. You're, yeah. not, you're not given a legacy contract while you have one of the five to ten best offensive players of all time still in his prime. You're just not doing. Are you anticipating an early Draymond drop off? Well, that's what he's saying. Well, that's what he's saying because because your point doesn't stand if if you're talking about the legacy contract because he's 29, right? Right. And and the drop off might be coming, but that might not be coming for like three years. I mean, he's not as good as he once was. I would do the board. I don't think he's trash. What can you actually get for him? Is my thing. Like unless we're out here getting like true talent and then like a first round pick, which I doubt you're going to get that. For, for Draymond, I, I don't see the pick? point. Oh, I bet you would, but not a lot. No, I mean like real talent. Like real, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Real You're talent. And yeah, because I I wouldn't really want a first round. Like I wouldn't want the number seven pick right. overall for him right. because by the time that player's yeah. useful, stuff's thirty five. Well, you see, hope but, he's Kawhi, but right? you're gonna have you Giannis in twenty twenty one, so it just won't matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Giannis is gonna you be can... a sixty percent three point shooter by then if we're following this monthly trajectory from this season. <laughs> well, but but. But here, here's the thing. If Steph has has, I think Steph and Clay have a ton of prime years left. I think they have at least four, five, six, right? Oh, but I think the Steph time... might might be like, I mean, he might be in his prime till he's 36, just because of the way he conditions and and his game is. I mean, I like was... he's a he's a very good well, athlete. Championship window wise, you gotta get you you can't oh, just yeah. trade him away and pray like. Yeah. Fucking Aaron Gordon is gonna be the the missing piece, right? You've got to just, <laughs> just win like. You can win the championship with Draymond on the Warriors next season and no KD. You can. I don't know if you're oh, favorite, but you oh, can. No, no. Oh, yeah. you re- you replace KD with like Rudy Gay after Just after a couple of seasons. Yeah. After a couple seasons in San Antonio, like learning like how to play. I mean, not not to say that he wasn't a good right. player before that, but like he now like I think he gets it. Um, yeah, I think I think that the Warriors are the favorites next year, no matter what. Sam disagrees. Yeah, I mean, I, so my whole thing is it's – I don't think they have that many avenues to bring talent in around the core three. And everyone forgets the fact that uh, in 14 to 16, before KD came, they had prime Andre Godala. They had prime Andrew yeah. Bogut. They had a young Harrison Barnes. They had a lot of players. And granted, Steph, Clay, and Draymond are better players than they were then. But I don't know that they're better enough to make up for – I mean, those are those are players who on today's market get like 15 to 18 million, right? Right. I don't know that they can put that around them. Hey, maybe they could get Harrison Barnes back. <laughs> Harris, Harrison doesn't take discounts. We know that. <laughs> um, you, don't, you don't think they could have used a Patrick McCall to develop the right way or Jordan Bell? Or Damian Jones or someone. Listen, man, I, I've got issues with that. 
I've got some real issues with the fact that they couldn't they couldn't get the Patrick McCaw personality thing under control. I think that's a real thing. Um, not under control, like you you guys know what I mean. Like you got to be able to bring that guy in because it's so important for your team to hit on these young dudes that make no money, right? Like this is why Denver is really good right now. They've got Malik Beasley, Jamal Murray, Torrey Craig. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Harris is just starting to make money. Jokic is just starting to make money, but they've got all these other guys, Wancho, who are not making anything. Right? That's hugely important to to being successful. It's part of why the Warriors were able to do what they did and get KD and all these guys. Um, so missing out on McCaw, who looked, you know, a couple seasons ago like he was going to be the Iggy replacement, even though, you know, I mean, I think we all thought that was ridiculous. But at least if he could be eighty percent of Andre Iguodala, that's something. Um, or or the Livingston replacement, that that would have been huge. We look at Jordan Bell, like, okay, this guy can replace Festus Azili. wound up being Kavon Looney, who now is, like, you can't replace him. Like, they can't lose him this summer. It is it is trickier now uh, if they lose KD because they just don't have what they had in that 73-win season. And by the way, you do, you, you do it every time, you know. Sure. Getting, oh, absolutely. But, but the reality— Guaranteed titles— for yes, sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I do feel it gets missed when people say, oh, if they lose KD, they just go back to who they were. They do not just go back to who they were. That's a lot of players that, you know, you it's don't just have. Well, not even just a different league. You just don't have the avenues to get those kind of players. You don't. Like when you got those players, um, Clay and Draymond were on rookie deals. There's realities yeah. to it. Yep. There's the financial system is set up a certain way so you can't hoard that many players for that long. It's kind of the system working, honestly. Um, let's do a. Uh, we've oh my got god! Do... The Lakers are now eleventh. Three games in the back, West. right? The LeBron, great quote by the way, Son. Sam. I just retweeted I your did... mailbag tweet again. I was going to go through some questions. <laughs> let's go through let's some questions, but let's, let's start it. with LeBron's quote here first. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're still still... allowing distractions to affect the way you play, this is the wrong franchise to be a part of. And you should just come (laughs) in and be like, listen, I can't do this. Who's that a shot at? What is he talking? Yeah, I actually have no clue. I think that's a shot at at Kuzma. Why? I just threw a name out there. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Here's what I'll tell you, man. You know who I'm really impressed by? Brandon Kyle Ingram? Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Those dudes, those dudes through all of this stuff. Now, Hart's dealt with some injury stuff and weird rotation stuff. And Lonzo obviously has been but hurt. The, and the, um, the bar for Hart's lower. No one's, no one's expecting it. Like, what is right. LeBron talking about? But, man, those guys have just shut out all the bullshit and just balled out. I mean, in particular, Brandon Ingram. Like, Brandon Ingram's playing great basketball. And I made a joke. I was like, just build around Ingram. I'm only halfway joking. I mean, like, I don't think he's a superstar. Uh, you know, I need to see more. But he's not a bad player. I think he's going to, like, he might be, like, a really high-end six-man slash, like, you know, fourth-best team guy on a team. But that's not a garbage player. <laughs> and he's being treated <laughs> like one, man. Like, it's it's actually absolutely insane. <laughs> this, it is uh... crazy. Um, with LeBron, it's he didn't just say this because he was pissed. Like this is something that he thought out probably at halftime when he checked out of the game, and he knew he was going to say this the whole time. 
it's just it's hilarious that I think this is his warped perspective on motivation for players because like you just said Dave like Kuzman Ingram are kind of balling out like they may not be all-stars one day but they're legit basketball players and so what are you actually blaming JaVale McGee right Rajon Rondo like what are we talking about here um like you're the one that came to this city to play basketball presumably you're the one that came here to kind of win a championship for LA again and become like you know somebody that can build a statue off of of all the things that you could possibly say after a game where you struggled, even though oh you got God. a triple-double, you got to look at yourself in the mirror Dude. and be like, hey, what do I need to do here? There's a video clip, uh, I mean, it's from the game, where Bruno Caboclo hits a wide-open three because LeBron <laughs> just uh, backed away from him. That was his man. Well, he wanted the rebound. Right. And then <laughs> he, he wanted looks... the rebound. Yeah. Then he looks at the rest of the team like they were supposed to do something, man. Like sounds like enough. We're gonna we're gonna move on from this. Um, I'm gonna (laughs) save this victory lap for you know the the end of the first round because they're gonna make. I gotta cut. I gotta come back when they miss the playoffs because I think they're gonna (laughs) miss the playoffs. (laughs) You're welcome on whenever the elimination happens. That's it. When they're eliminated from the playoffs, I'm coming back. Podcast. And I'll I'll have I'll have more than one bottle of of wine before that podcast. (laughs) All right, Ethos Life Insurance. Getethos.com. Code SMET-STRESS-FREE. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, affordable, and not complicated. At Ethos.com, there are no exams or policies covering a million dollars. No hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy reps. Only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family, and in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day and no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance should not cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in just a few minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. And the code is smet stress All right, first question. Um, if, if OKC get the three seed, who will the Warriors play in the Western Conference Finals? What was that? If OKC get the three seed, yeah. in other words, Denver is the two, who will the okay. Warriors, who will the Warriors you know play what? in the Western Conference Finals? I was on the Locked On Nuggets podcast today with, uh, with my good buddy Adam Mares, and we had this conversation. I lean OKC because that, that defense is so elite. And I think in the playoffs that matters, you know, like there there are fewer possessions usually in the playoffs. Um, a lot of it depends on the health for Denver. They they've actually dealt with quite a few injuries. It's really hard to judge them over the last two months because of how guys have been in and out of the lineups. But I just think with the way Paul George is playing and the way that defense is clicking, as long as you know Russ doesn't shoot him out of it, I, I'd go to OKC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, about right. Denver's Denver's kind of had their number, but it's so hard to go with a first-time playoff team. Even if you know, like we all we all like them, we all think they're really good, right? Yeah, they're very good. I think they're going to get better. No chance they advance. 
to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there is a scenario like they've actually had OKC's number. They they've actually beat them beat them four times in a row. Um, they're what's funny is they're playing Tuesday night, so we're gonna get to see this matchup uh, with two mostly healthy teams. You know but, what I think, and I and I and I sound stupid now saying it, but I really don't care. I think if the Lakers make the playoffs and they somehow find a way not to play the Warriors, they can get there. I, I stand by this. We, me and Sam talked about this literally every other week. But I think that if the Lakers get there and you get a playoff version of LeBron, uh, that's not the way it is now. I think they could get to the Western Conference Finals. The seeding would have to fit right because obviously, if they play yeah, but the they're going to the the they they be the eighth seed. So or the set, like, if they got they're not going to be the same. If they were the seven seed, they got a a, a shot, right? Yeah, that's but, exact, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like they'd have yeah. to find a way to get there. Obviously, I'm with you because be look, man, I, I've been describing LeBron this this way. Like he's the ultimate rising tide, right? He's so good at just getting everyone else better. I mean, at least you know on offense. Um, that that he could do but it. He like, also he, he controls it. every possession. I think this is what makes right. him the most unique player in the NBA. When he wants to take over a game, he can actually just control the flow of the game. The well, and way. he values those possessions. Yeah, and that's and, something that, like, if Steph Curry valued possessions the way LeBron did, we probably wouldn't see the thirty-five footers. Right. But we also probably would see a lot more third-quarter blowouts, like we did in. 2015, 2016. Right. And, and that's that's kind of the essence of it. I don't think Steph could be who he is if he valued possessions like LeBron. Right. He has to. He has he's to. Too, he has. He's having too much fun. It's not even just having too much fun. He needs. He needs a little. Um, he needs it to be a little wild. He needs a little breakneck. A little. Um, like that's the only. That's the only way he's going to take over the game because he can't just like physically back a team down for 48 minutes. Yeah. So next one. Next one. Right. Also, Matador. he's declining. Yeah. <laughs> he is declining. Uh, by the way, shouts to Michael Pino who blocked me um, after that. So um, it's too bad. Uh, uh, Matter Matter Matador BA thirty. Uh, do you think the Warriors add someone from the buyout market? Why? No. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, I, who's going to be there, right? Uh, like DeAndre Jordan. Is he going to get bought out? Would he even come to the Warriors? Like, what the Warriors need is another big man who doesn't want to play, but if someone gets hurt, they are good enough to play. And that doesn't exist, right? No. Like, the only big men who will come and are comfortable with that role is, like, an Anderson Verajau type. Um, And no one's going to be happy with that. So, it's it's, there's no point to it. Yeah. They're stuck with who they have now. Maybe maybe they can get Anderson Verajau. I'll bring him back. Redemption tour. Sure. I thought there was. I thought it was going to be Joakim Noah. I thought that was going to be this year's version of Verja. By the way, I think Joakim Joakim would be awesome in Gold State. He's such a good passer. He would be awesome. You guys would um, be clamoring for him over Boogie. Um, because <laughs> Boogie. I mean, because Joakim Noah wouldn't take shots off of Steph, right? He would definitely would not. <laughs> He would be hunting Steph to give him the ball. Like that dude, like, listen, man, like he struggled with injury, but like you cannot argue with the way that guy plays. That's true. All right. I mean, he's so good. 
So from J seven six three four three eight two four with zero followers. <laughs> why do you guys Who's hate Katie? Burner? Who's burner? Oh well, look, God, is that real? The... Did you yes. make that up? No, I'm not. I, I'll send oh, it to gosh. you. Why do you guys hate KD? Listen, um, Kevin. I, look, Kevin. Listen, nobody hates you. We all love you. I mean, seriously. Like, I love to watch Kevin Durant play basketball. Oh, his shot, his shot times. at the end of the first quarter tonight was Dude. absurdly filthy. Listen, I, he he is insane. He's a seven-foot alien sent to this planet to destroy the game of basketball. That's his sole purpose in life, and it's incredible to watch him do it. I love it. He is so good, so skilled. He's good at stuff that he should not physically be able to be good at. Like His handle at seven feet tall shouldn't be as tight as it is, but it's very good. His passing, super underrated. No one ever talks about how good of a passer he is. Also, he's unselfish. He actually plays the right way, like in that way that old white coaches talk about. Like he moves the basketball. He looks to make the right pass. All the stuff that he said when he came to Golden State about, you know, wanting to play that way, wanting to move the ball, wanting to be unselfish, not wanting to see double teams, which, by the way, is smart as a player. It means you're playing with other good players, which most players want to do like all of that stuff is great. And I love that. Just stay off the internet. Just log off, man. That's it. That's did we my watch KD the brand. Hornets? <laughs> did we watch the Hornets game tonight? We did. Yeah. Did you did, not? Uh, did, uh, did we watch? I only watched like the second half. I didn't, I didn't get to see the first half. Those East Coast um, start times. Are yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, did we catch? Am, am I? So I'm getting yelled at by five people online. And I, and I want to bring this up because. By the way, isn't that, isn't that the purpose? Of, like five people yell at you and you're like, man, everyone's mad at me. Dude, that's I, I love it. <laughs> you just you just can't really be mad at it. Right. Like if you actually get mad at it, that's the problem. But I am I am watching Durant stand in the corner while Steph chucks up 26 foot threes that he's by the way, he's clanking them like some of them are even close. I think he hit one um, there near they the were end. in Charlotte. But what, what am I tripping? Am I kind of just making this up and being an asshole here because I, I love to roast KD now? But, like, is that not part of, like, do you not want the ball here in a close game? And, and but he was, like, 10 for 15 today, 10 for 16, efficient as always. Um, why are we kind of standing in the corner with our hands on our knees for the last four minutes and kind of just watching the proceedings go on? If, if I can jump in with my outsider's opinion. Um, I do think that the Charlotte thing kind of plays into it, right? Let's that let Steph hit some shots. Like, I mean, it's not like he isn't good for him, right? A Steph Curry shot from thirty feet is almost as good as anyone else's dunk. So, let him take them. It's fun. Those I think those guys really do like to play with each other, and which is why I'm not a hundred percent sold that Katie's going to leave. And so I think that that's just one of those things. Like, yeah, Katie's so I like, I do let think. Him do it. I think what Andy is saying is Kitty's body language is it's so up and down and it's very hard to, particularly when you have the rumors, the New York thing and, you know, people like Ethan um, writing on it, who we trust. Um, it, it's hard not to put an extra eye on it and think like, man, I don't see Clay or Draymond get this dejected when they don't touch the ball in this sort of way. 
And, and that's, I, th- I feel like Andy, am I right? Is that kind of your yep. question? Like where, yep. like, I don't, I don't know if it's just, cause it could just be, man, they're in game 60. They know no one's going to really, you know, give a crap until the playoffs. Like this is, this is an extended preseason for them because they know they're only judged on the playoffs. Or is this like a, a deeper lying thing? No. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, I'll, that, I'll go I, with my th- – my theory is a little bit more positive. I'll lean that way. We like positivity. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave, people are legit getting angry nowadays uh, at me and Sam for not being positive enough. By the way, us, right? The people who who, <laughs> who have more world. fun with this than anybody else. Good grief! I, people Listen, can't there's... get they they don't they don't want to get a joke is one thing, right? Like there's like the purpose purposefully miserable people who just refuse. I don't I don't want to laugh at that joke. Yeah. Can I drop an f bomb? No. There are no rules You're on this podcast. Oh, fuck your jokes. That's how they they're sitting at their house. I don't know in gym shorts. Fuck your jokes. It's cool. I'm, I'm in sweatpants. Yeah, that's fine. But they're they're in gym shorts. They're wearing socks with like the the Adidas, uh, you know, slides, the sandals or whatever. Wearing some black socks. Like, our, bo- our boy, uh, our boy Damon Rangula with his socks yeah, and sandals. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. that. Fuck your jokes. <laughs> love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Got Cheeto stains on their t-shirt. Fuck your jokes. Um, that's the truth. Man. That's what it is, man. Just purposely miserable. Like, just have some fun. Lighten up. We've got twenty games of the. We've got twenty games of the Warriors season left. What are What are we? This is. It's almost done. We're almost at the playoffs. KD said something this morning about this is all we care about is the playoffs around here anyway, which is I it's mean, true. It's true. It's true. So, um. Let's uh let's take a, a stock report of the biggest storylines kind of uh, going into the last week. We'll spend a few minutes on this and get you out of here. Yeah. Uh, so Dave, what are kind of the the top storylines that we're looking at um, as we as we wind down the season? Um, I think Boogie is the big one. How's his conditioning coming? Um, I know the minutes restriction has been lifted, but you can I mean you can watch him like around like four or five minutes into a rotation, he's done right. And that's that's actually fine, right? Like you don't want him playing longer than that. You want to use him selectively. I, I actually think that the happy number for him is about eighteen minutes a game, hmm. and that's from the Warriors' perspective because he's going to foul four or five times in the eighteen minutes. So, you know, I, I think that that's a good number. Um, the other thing to watch with Boogie is can he can he shoot thirty five, thirty six percent from three? We know he's going to pass. Uh, we know the defense is going to be shaky because it always has been. Like this is something that maybe wasn't talked about enough before. You know, he came back from his Achilles. Like people were like, "How is he going to hold up in the pick and roll?" Well, it can't get much worse than the way he held up before he got hurt. Like, he wasn't very good at it. So um, I think he's been about the same, and it's very impressive that he's worked this hard to get back. So can he? Can he remain in? You know, can he get in better shape? Can he hit more shots? Um, tonight was a really good, a really good sign. I thought he looked really great in, in particular, it was a road game. So, you know, I'm always curious about guys coming off a big injury, how they perform on the road tonight. He was fantastic. Had that one like nice, uh, made, made a little like ball fake and then got a dunk out of it. Right. I was like, wow, that's, that looks like 2016 boogie. 
Like we need more of that. So th- that that one's big. And then uh, how's Draymond gonna look? That was I mean, my other one. That yep. was my one that I was worried about it, the most. Yeah, it, it's you know his health, right? Like the the ankle thing the other night worries me a little bit. I, I'm I'm a I'm an ankle truther. I think ankle injuries are way more serious than we treat them as. Um, you know, we watch these guys get a sprained ankle and come back three games later like it's no big deal. But the truth is, like they're just taping it like crazy. Yeah. And so you're not they're not actually back. They're playing hurt, which means that they're going to be hurt longer because they don't have time to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. worry about that with Draymond because it means he's probably not able to condition. And we know that that's an issue for him. Yeah. Uh, so, and he'll play you know, through it, too. He'll, he'll do whatever. He'll do what he has to to play through it, which is. Yeah. Not- not so great. How but. many stationary bikes is he going to go through take him <laughs> into saunas, right? Like, and, and then, you know, I, wor- I still am worried about his shoulder. I think his shoulder is affecting his shot. Now, he's at least shooting now, right? Like, he, he is taking those shots. Would love to see him make them. But, you know, beggars can't be choosy. So, uh, as long as he's taking them, it's fine. His defense is, has been on point uh, the last few weeks. I mean, I, I'd say the last month. He's been right up there with anybody in the league as far as his defense goes. He really turned it up. Again, being in shape helps. Being healthy helps. So, yeah, Draymond's a big guy to watch for me. Obviously, Clay and Steph are going to do their thing. KD is, you know, Mr. Consistent. He is is literally a a drizzle, right? He'll put in eight points every quarter until he's 40 years old. (laughs) I am a... I, my, my piece, my biggest one is, is crunch time. I want to see more crunch time. I want to see how Steph and KD mesh in crunch time. Age-old story, CR3. We've seen it many times, but uh, things are changing a little bit. Um, so I want to see how that works. I have but, a question for you guys. Bring it up. Who's the ninth guy? They need one more guy. I, no, man, they, I brought they really, this up, I brought really this up with Sam, and he shot it down. He was not having this last week. I, is it Jarepko? Is it McKinney? They don't have, need a ninth guy. This is <laughs> this is. Um, I don't even so know what analogy. So it's Looney, Iguodala, and Livingston. Off meaningless. The meaningless. Yeah, you could put a little Quinn Cook in there. You could put a little McKinney. Okay. You can put a little Jarebko. I mean, just play the matchup. Honestly, what about Jordan Bell? If it's uh, no, well, well, he just I, doesn't trust him. I would. I'd love it. He well, my my thing him. is, who do you? The ninth guy probably has to be a shooter. Sure. Um, so, I, I mean, if it's OKC and they're going too big, so you could play Jarebko. If it's Houston with just wings, you probably want McKinney in there. Um, I mean, you just got to mix and match off the lineup. It doesn't really matter. These are guys who are going to play eight minutes at, at most in a playoff game. I guess they don't have the depth for an injury. I mean, that sucks, but... I mean, are they going to get any sympathy from everyone for, you know, man, (laughs) we don't have a great eighth man after our five all-stars plus our Hall of Fame. Listen, Steph Curry, KD, and Klay Thompson could all get hurt and have to miss the rest of the season in the playoffs, and you're not getting any sympathy whatsoever. None. (laughs) Nobody will care. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people who would be like, so you still got two all-stars. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm okay Um, with that. Which I love, by the way, because all those people also argue that Draymond shouldn't be an all-star. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, yep. somehow they're and, all overrated, but yeah. also yeah, seventeen much. all-stars on the roster. If you if <laughs> are we counting Steve Kerr? <laughs> um, welcome to Twitter, Dave. I we appreciate <laughs> having you on as always. Thank you, um, Dave. Yeah, we'll be you'll be Good back. Time. 
when LeBron goes on another rant. When wait, listen, when LeBron, when the Lakers are eliminated from the playoffs, if you guys don't call me first, I'm he's be calling so it. Mad. He's I'm calling, calling it. into the radio show. If it's a Sunday night, I'm calling in. Is 95.7 oh, the game? Is that it? Yes. 95.7 the we're game. Gonna, um, I'm calling we're in. break into whatever we're doing to get you on first. That's right. Yes, breaking sir. news. It's going to be the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> yeah, breaking Dave. Coming in hot. Lakers oh. missed the playoffs. By the way, I a lot of L.A. fans think that I hate the Lakers. I honestly don't hate anybody. I don't care. I would rather the Lakers were good because I really like L.A. I want to go to L.A. more. If the Lakers are good, I get to go there more. But it is so funny to watch them squirm. Yeah, It really is. I, I just got to be honest. So much fun. Plus, the Shots Kings are more fun. We're all rooting for the Kings, right? The Kings right? are the most enjoyable oh, team in the NBA this year. I want I mean, the we, we might as well do, We might as well do a second round. We're going another hour. Kings talk. Yeah. <laughs> last time we spent the last 10 minutes just Sam talking about the Kings. So maybe we're they're just going to enjoyable. They're Kings they corner. are very enjoyable. Like I, I honestly don't find the Warriors very enjoyable. So I want I <laughs> that want is Vivek, very true. So I want Vivek to succeed cuz I think that as an owner like I think that he has come at it from like it, it, this is a weird thing to say, okay? And I, I'll fully admit this, and it's not something I've sat and thought about a whole lot. But uh, are you gonna make me edit tonight? No, no, he's approached it the right way. Like his heart's in the right place. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm he with you. I'm with you. He's he's super. He's everything I'd want an owner abstractly, which is like passionate and puts his money where his mind yes. is, and like tries. Um, I will say it's it's very much worth reading everything Sam Amick writes on the Kings to understand yes. like the layers of dysfunction there that he the has internal politics that he has little control over. Like it, it just kind of puts into perspective. It's very easy for fans to, you know, if it goes well, you know, our boy, Joey Lightyear is a hero. Um, but if it goes bad, you know, he's, you know, the owner's the problem. And it really it's, it's often a little more complicated than that, particularly when you have like these ownership groups where, you know, it's, it's not a top down totalitarian regime the way you think it is. Right. All right. Let's get out of here with, with our, um, you know, I, I think we're going to end every pod with, with, with King's love. <laughs> it's our new That's what we're gonna do. It's uh, seriously Shouts like it's a fun Shouts story. To Harry B. Shouts to uh, Darren Fox. Darren Fox. At some point, he's going to make a heel turn. It's coming. I'm positive. He already did. He he said in and out is trash. I'm, that's no. not that's not heel turn. That's that's going to be one of those things when he makes a real heel turn, like um, you know, getting up on someone popular in the playoffs or doing something like that. People are like, yeah, and we should have known it because he didn't like in and out. We should have <laughs> known he was always questionable. Guys, <laughs> hold on. Hang on a second. Are oh, we gonna don't have an fucking out no. conversation? No. What? I I don't think in and out's that good. All right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Just go, Where are you from, Dave? What I'm, I'm actually what I'm from Virginia, so I'm from the East Coast. Oh my! And by the way, have you all ever had cookout? No, actually. Oh, I was just, to as my long East as Coast folks. As long as you don't go with Whataburger, because I have had no, 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 no. Whataburger. I actually mediocre. never had Whataburger. It's it's not good. Yeah, I've lived in the southeast 
for the last four years. I'm now in Texas where, you know, they're all over. I've never had They it. really are um, everywhere, right? But cookout, fantastic. When you guys are, go now, east. Is it, is it in the same kind of – because – I hate when people give burger recommendations. It's like, well, yeah, but it costs twice as much. That's no you know, cookout it's a, it's is a different league. About the same, yeah. yeah exactly. It's, it's not like five we, guys where you're paying like nine. Where bucks. am I getting cookout at? We, cookout. I'm, I'm just saying we got, we got to judge. We got to judge. We got to judge these burgers on the same price tier. You know, like, yeah. Co- obvi- yeah. We got to fly them out. Obviously, a twenty-five dollar burger is going to taste better than you know In and Out, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Wait, you mean In and Out's not using Wagyu beef? Come on now. Twenty-five dollar, twenty-five dollar Wagyu beef. Where you get that at, Dave? Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, stay, stay. Come for the LeBron. Come for the Warriors. Stay for uh, Sacramento. And there was a lot of LeBron. Hey, yeah, it was a little listen. more than we wanted, but that the ending of that game was just, you know, that actually, in honesty, that was. Um, we're reacting too much to the moment there. It's probably not going to play as well in two days on the pod. Welcome Sorry, to the Light Years podcast. The, wait, the pod's coming out in two days? Nah, no, I mean, it's coming, out, it's coming out in like five hours. But Oh, yeah. Then that's all that matters. Five hours from now. All right. All right. Thanks, Dave. Gentlemen, bye. We'll have you on when the Lakers are eliminated. I'm in. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.